The funny thing about gambling is that what we set out to do was invest. This is my conversation with Chris Miller. What if the truth came in a gel cap and we could just pop it in our mouths and forget about it? Well, it doesn't, and we can't. But we can laugh in the face of reality while plotting our survival. Welcome to the Truth Tastes Funny podcast. I am your host, Hirsch Repun. And if my guests can handle the truth, so can you. Open wide, folks. Here it comes. My guest today is Chris Miller. Chris is the host of Money 911, the podcast. She essentially has helped more than 6,000 individuals, companies, organizations avoid financial disaster by getting real about money. And that's kind of the direction we're going to go today, but we're going to cover some other stuff too that has to do with life and how to survive and thrive in this crazy, chaotic 911 world. Chris, thanks for coming on Truth Tastes Funny. Hey, Hirsch, thank you. Pleasure to be here, totally. I want to talk about your music career, even though it has nothing to do with 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 our with our. So, but I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna start with that. I'm not gonna lead with with the music career. But I do <laughs> okay. want I do I do think it's important for me to plant the seed in the audience's mind so that they know that we're talking to someone who isn't just a numbers person. It isn't somebody who is uh, is while you're kind of a whiz, you've you've told I believe that that no client of yours has ever lost money on an investment. Is that is that true? Okay, so that's pretty amazing. That's something we don't get in music, because in music, you can't say no one has ever walked out on my show. because (laughs) In my case, I don't do music. I do comedy. But in my case. I can't guarantee that people aren't going to walk out on my show, but to be able to say, look, no one's ever lost money on, on an investment is, is pretty amazing. Maybe we'll start there. Uh, how, how is that? Well, how is that even possible? I know, I know it's fascinating, but it really took me after when I first started in this industry, right? And it was kind of unique 30 years ago, um, only not a lot of females in the zone. And it was sort of locked into this really rigid kind of a conversation. And when I learned what I was supposed to learn, they kept trying to push me in to sell stocks and this, and I can make so much more money. And But when I lost money, I was like, how can I sell this if I don't feel good about it? I can't, I, there's no integrity yeah. there, right? So it made me dig down and learn about safe money. And it really are techniques that the 1% or the 0.5% now use when they have masses of amounts of money. There's safe money strategies where you never lose your principal. And someone just like you, Hirsch, at your age, because you have, you know, a little bit of longevity there, these these things, I had a kid that he was 38 years old. He put $500 in a month in this program, and he was set to get eighty to a hundred thousand dollars tax free for life. It's crazy. Wow. Now, if you learn these techniques right, these then you can literally customize your own retirement and spend the other half of your life in a give back mode to help 
the planet, right? Help people or whatever it yeah. is you want to do. You can have a second life. And it's, it's really amazing. There's actually ways that you can use. It's called investable life insurance where you it's using the death benefit while you are alive. Imagine that. And the money I comes thought that was I thought that was called faking your death. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But they we're frown on that. We're they faking on that. We're, yeah. And honestly, these things have been around a while and they haven't got they haven't, you know, gotten rid of them because of the wealthy people own them. So that oh, okay. right and the politicians and the guys that have a lot of money but the money comes out tax free and so the things strategies that i do the legacy wealth strategies help people really mitigate what this next you know i don't know only god knows how many years this is going to be in this recession could potentially go to a depression this is very serious times and i'm not like 911, you got to be in fear. I'm just love to show people how to not worry and how to be happy and, and, yeah. you know, trust God and it's going to all work out because it will if you know how to mitigate through this, the disaster, right? There is a path through it. Well, so for, for, yeah, and money 911 is supposed to be the, the call, the 911 call is to, avoid the disaster really it's to look at an emergent situation and say this is looking really scary how yes. do i prepare yes give give us a little background on the moment that we're facing right now and realistically what are the factors what is it looking like yeah that you know that's a, a really great question and i've literally been just saturating myself in in this information, especially in the last few years, because the whole thing has shifted and it's public record right now. If you research it, you'll find out we're in a global reset. The powers that be, the, you know, the billionaires and the trillionaires, there's people in on the planet and they're moving it all over the planet. And, you, you know, you have to look behind, you know, if you want to learn about this, this isn't on mainstream media you're not going to get all the real things that are happening but this change in the money system has already gone into the banks and it and and they're trying to reset the currency really crash america get rid of it you know and then we have one currency and they're trying to bankrupt a lot of a lot of places so that the only the only you know there's 300 trillion dollars of debt on the planet and 30 trillion in us so the idea is to just crash the whole thing and then we have to have right digital currency that they own they're, you know they're going to wipe out bitcoin they're going to wipe out that all these things that people are kind of making a lot of money or you know kind of gambling on because it is a gamble a lot of people lost a lot of money recently so yeah. they're, they're not going to let that get away you know they have to control everything health and wealth that's the goal in all of these things that are happening. Now, people, I, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say what I found in 30 years in 6,000 clients coming in, I've looked at a lot of portfolios from multimillionaires to paycheck to paycheck. And the problem that everybody has is you go to school, you learn how to make money, you get out of school. What do you do? Go make money. And what do you do? Give it to somebody else to gamble. So it's like a roulette wheel. When you retire, will it be up or down? And that you you can feel the 
floor drop out of some of people's stomachs, you know, because like, because, you know, retiring right now would be a disaster. And people are losing. I have people crying, losing 20, 60% of their 401k or their IRA. And this is the one point to answer your question. Where is it? Where is your money right now? People are scared mm-hmm. to really look at it. It's all in the casino. I mean, the stock market. It's all <laughs> at risk. So you got. Well, I, have, I have friends right. who are who are day traders who are very into the stock market, and I watch what they go through. And right. it's and I don't have the stomach for it, and I don't understand it. And they'll be like, "Oh, I'm down." You know, I'm down twenty thousand today. I'm down fifty thousand. I'm down, and and I'm like, you know, I know what it feels like to sit at a blackjack table for twenty four hours. That's kind of fun, but I, but I, but I don't know what like doing this every day would do to somebody's mind. And why does it have to be like that? Right. I much prefer the concept of safe money. Yes. Of, of investing versus betting. Exactly. Exactly. And here's the crazy thing. These companies, the companies that I work with are like, you know, A, A plus, and they've been around for 150 years. And I say this jokingly, I think I believe it, right? But I think insurance companies will be the last to go before the coming of Jesus kind of thing, right? (laughs) You know, because they got all the money. They have better ratings than United States. Now, I'm not saying that all insurance companies are wonderful. I mean, I don't really like the whole big thing anyway, but they've got the money and their money is invested in 20, 30 year options. So they do all the investments and these products, since the re- since the inflation just hit, they're, they're probably going to average anywhere from nine to 11, 12%. Right now, imagine that growth in the market with no risk. So you you get the upside without the downside. So if the market goes up 2%, you get 2%. The market goes down 2%, nothing happens. Those are the kind of accounts I work in. There's a floor. You never lose your principal. If you put 100,000 in today and we're in the depression tomorrow, you still have 100,000. Now, so, you know, and I use different products for different ages and different health because some people don't have good health. And they can't get the tax free. They can get the tax deferred. So I'm not like selling products. I'm really showing people a lifestyle since I've really done it myself. And I've owned what I show people for almost 30 years that, and I don't own anything else. I'm not in the stock market. I'm not doing anything on the side, right? And doing podcasts and singing, but you know, that it's worked. I'm, I'm my own witness. Right. And so that that's what I share with people. It's it's how does all the things that you've got going on work together, not just sell your product and goodbye. And what was your. Oh, go ahead. finish. Oh, I was just going to say I was just thinking of the widows and the widowers of these guys that sell these products, you know, and a little widow comes in my office and like I go, where's your 401k? And she goes. Oh, I'm in with Merrill Lynch. I go, well, where are Merrill Lynch? She goes, well, it's a 401k. You know, people are ashamed because they don't understand their money, but there's no judgment because they haven't been taught about money. Right. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it takes all of that, that judgment out of there and the emotion out of there. Yeah. So you touched on something in the beginning 
about where the money is and who has the money and yeah. who's controlling the markets. Oh. A lot of times we look at this as though it's some kind of dark conspiracy, crazy craziness, like as though it's madness to think wow. that that there's a small group of people that have all that power. But that's wow. completely reasonable because that's what we've allowed. That's what we've allowed to be created. That's what has been created. Exactly. In, in in the world. That's how the world works. Exactly. Exactly. Share uh, a little of your perspective. Demystify that a little bit about about where the control sits and why so few with so much control everything. Well, the big money really wants to make more money and that's and and that's the system of things. Now it used to be a conspiracy theory, but they actually talk about it even on the mainstream media, which is mostly lying to people, really. They're driving the narrative, and the narrative is usually not correct. When you really dig down and learn about it, there's a book that was put out called The Global Reset by what is Klaus Schwab or something from the World Economic Forum. These are actually entities that have meetings every year. I don't know if you guys see that's the thing. Everybody's working so hard just to survive. They're, they don't have the time to learn all this extra, yeah. right? But this is happening. And it was, you know, that their target is 2030. And they, they're using the, the, you know, what is it? The environment as the thing to drive the narrative. And that's a whole nother conversation. We can get into another time. But they're actually books and, and formats that they've entered this into our banks, into our school system, into what they're teaching, that the idea is inside of what happened in the last few years, you could say we've been taken over from the inside out. Some people think it's foreign interference, but I think it's a combination. I don't think we have Republicans and Democrats anymore. I think we have a uniparty and it's big money that's driving it because they kind of all just sort of go with each other. But, you know, the people that are in those systems, they, they have multi-million dollars and you don't make multi-million dollars, you know, working for the government. So there's a whole bunch of, you know, bad things that go on behind closed door. I'm not saying everybody's bad, but the way the system is being set up is, and it's already happened if you notice, the way that the taxes are going to be raised on everybody is inflations. So if they raise the taxes on the corporations 15%, you're the one that's going to pay the taxes when you go to the store. You think the corporations are going to suffer? They don't care if they pay $5 more gas, right? It's not, when you have yeah. a lot of money, you think differently, right? When you're running out of money, everything changes. So now we're being into the really wealthy and get rid of the middle class. And that's the separation that's happening. The statistics are make you want to cry about how many people, and I can't quote them exactly right now, because of just the inflation that are living paycheck to paycheck are now, they can't even pay their rent. And I think it was like 25, 30%. I mean, the, the, the stats are moving, and this is happening really fast. People are going to look up and go, what happened? Like I talked to a, a client the other day and I go, well, have you even looked at your four? Oh, I don't want to look at my 401k. Like what? Yeah. I mean, you know, you're working for it. Take time. 
take well, time so and learn. <laughs> what should what should people do? So you have your rank and file working people. Right. They're not in the finance game. They, if they're fortunate, they do have a four hundred one k, or they do have a job that's put contributed, you know, in some way to their to their retirement, or they have a little bit of savings that you know that they've put away or even even their liquid even just they have they have a you know they have something right. what what should they do they're 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 not they're they're not looking at a windfall that they're looking to invest they're looking to save themselves exactly exactly and and it's just like planting a seed so the seed is the money and the money provides, you know, your health, your wealth, and your peace of mind, you know, your life. So it's where you plan it. And where, if you look at where your money is, you'll find that it's all in risk. That's what the planners have been trained in to put you in risk. Look, I'd make a lot more money selling you a stock. I'd make money holding your money. I make money moving your money. I make money when I don't do anything. But I can't look you in the eyes and say, hey, you need to do this. No. So what I do with people, because it's not a one size fits all, I do financial fitness strategy session, which I don't charge for, by the way, which people are like, well, how do you make your money? Right. It's shocking. But I do that because I, it's so 911. And then if they do something with me, I get a commission one time and then I'm with them for life. Part of my goal is to try to change the model, this, the way the money model is like, you know, who am I going to change a model? But at least within my own world, because I hate the model where they sell you something and then they're gone and then you don't know who to talk to. So what's the average person supposed to do is take a look and learn these strategies. Take an hour out on Sunday or something to learn about safe money and get my book or learn from other people about what I'm talking about. And that's, and that's what I show people how to do. And it depends on like if you have your 401k, well, you don't have very much access to it till you retire. But if you're making a lot of money, then you could literally if they're matching your money on your 401k, see, that's a whole issue too. Because mm -hmm. a lot of 401k, if they're not matching, it'd be better that you control your own money. I've seen a few people in 2008 have their 401k go bye-bye and they're almost ready to retire. They have no control over it. And you have to pay attention because they're not going to call you and say, hey, we're crashing now. You need to get your money safe. You need to yeah. go, hey, I think it's something. I think I need to put a more percentage in the safe fund right now, right? Or whatever yeah. you talk. And mind you, these 401ks, they have their vested interest too. The companies, you think they're just giving you these nice places to put your money for free? No, they're making their money from what they're showing. That's how they'll, everything is, is set up that way, right? Compounding on, on each other. But the idea is to, to learn how to put, plant your money where there's no gophers getting the seed. So the safe money is the place where you can put your money to create income. You know, I use equity index annuities depending on your age and your health and your wealth. And it just depends. And these are nine to 11% right now. And they have different programs for different people. Some's growth where you can, you can grab your money for more liquidity where you can get at it. Some are create income you'll never outlive. 
So when I first started and I got into these, I set up, you know, I'll take it at 62 and 65. And I had this whole thing where I had these set up to give me income, but they're flexible because when I got to 62, I didn't need it. It's like, okay, I'll just defer it till later. And so you can really create your, you could design your own future. You could design your own quote retirement, right? pre retirement <laughs> Seriously, yeah. when you understand. So you got to take time out to learn. Hop on. Well, you I, say, right? yeah, yeah. Well, you say um, retirement in quotes. And a lot of us feel like, well, we're not. Well, there's a there's a good side to it, too. A lot of us feel, well, we're not going to retire. We don't have plans to retire. Right. And I don't know that, that retirement it, it was ever a goal of mine. I never was looking for a way to, to sit down and do nothing. I was looking right. to enjoy the stuff that I did for money that I that I wanted to make money doing things that I liked and right. enjoyed. Right. And I really can't complain on that front in that I really have done that. You know, for a while I don't think I realized that I yeah. had done it. I think I was always looking ahead to something that I wanted to achieve that I hadn't done yet and yeah. I and I and I looked at at uh at the the corporate ladder of which I was never a part. I never was on that ladder. And I would look at people with a little bit of envy and say, oh, I, you know, I envy the 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 trajectory that they're like on a trajectory that almost like it's a gear that shifts right. up and up and up right. and up. And right. I, I'm not hanging on that gear. I gotta, I gotta take the I gotta take the stairs or I gotta, I gotta climb the thing myself one rung at a time. But I think you know, everything happens for a reason. We we make choices around the things that we want and we choose one thing over another, um, which leads me to, and we'll come back to some more of this financial stuff, but it leads me to singing. It leads me to Nashville. So Chris, tell, tell us a little bit about your gift and your love of, uh, of music. Well, that's my favorite thing for sure. And I, I was born with a gift, actually wrote our, co-wrote a ju our graduation song for junior high. And, and in my youth, I went on a pilgrimage. You know, I walked barefoot across America with a bunch of people like Jesus. We were crazy <laughs> back. We, were, we weren't hitchhiking. We just, you know, we're nomadic and split up in twos and threes and literally did that whole thing. And yeah. I had my mountaintop experience and during this time you know we go out and we camp out and we were living you know take no shoes no script i mean barefoot a bowl and a spoon you know like a sannyasi in india right we were in the wind trusting mm -hmm. the spirit for everything well during this time i downloaded lots of songs had an acapella choir we sat well we sat around the campfire and sang and then you know and then it was like god says go to hollywood make a record like what you know, and then I fought that for, I don't want, you know, believe it or not, it was always a dream in my heart, but I fought it for a few years. Then we right. did, seven of us, we were in our white robes and bare feet, and we knocked on the record label doors, and we just sang on the spot. We got a record deal. And literally, you know, it's given a mansion to stand, a TV, radio. That was out, out in L.A.? In Hollywood, right. Oh, wow. And, and that was yeah. back in the 80s. And, okay. and everything was going really good. And we we're about to be on these different shows and our, you know, our vinyl, right? The big vinyl records were all printed and ready to go. And then 
the eagle monster came and got me. I literally, yeah. seriously, straight up. I became very haughty, egotistical, thought I was the most important one because a lot of the songs came through me. I did stop giving glory to God, lost my voice. I started doing drugs and alcohol. I lost everything. I lost my friends, pretty much lost my family, and I ended up homeless, right? And went through, you know, pretty rugged time where I got my you know what kicked and and woke up, had my Jesus moment again, right? Came back to reality and from the mountaintop to, to living hell and decided, you know what? I want to help people. I want to use what I have to help people. And so I literally, I'm just going to be straight with you. I did time. I went to prison for drugs. I couldn't stop. I kept thinking I could. I was so strong. I was really good, but I couldn't. Yeah. And in California, back in the day, we, you know, I was in a fire camp. Right. And what it did was allow me to stop drugs. And right, right. Literally. But I'll tell you what, Hirsch, when I looked down at my big black, you know, one minute I'm looking down and I got bare feet. And the next minute I'm looking down and I got these big black Hurkin boots. And I'm walking over hot coals and I go, what the, where am I? And so it was like yeah. in a purgatory situation, like living, you know, I brought it to myself, right? And but well, you woke. brought yourself to Hollywood of all places, and you know that's if that doesn't challenge your your fortitude and as a human being, I mean, it's it's you're putting yourself in what can be magical and what can be uh, you know wonderful, but also what could be incredibly seductive and destructive. Yes, yes. it's just, so seductive and snaky and. and tricky and looks so you know real and yeah shiny and shiny, shiny and beautiful right and, and funny yeah exactly but even with that consciousness even with the christ consciousness of the awareness that i had i got tricked there's not any yeah. of us that are on top of it we're all in the same place so no one's better right. than anyone we're all on our knees trying to figure it out right, right. So, so the blessing of it was because it was in me to take all of that, you know, not give up and be tenacious and said, you know, I'm whatever life I have left, I want to help people. So when I came into the money world, that's why my perspective about the money is a lot different than you'll find most right. financial planners, right? Right. And then as a result of that, life went on and I had 10 years where I didn't have a voice, wasn't, couldn't even smile. And then my voice came back. I started singing, and then all of a sudden, I hear that knock on my heart. Go to Nashville and write some songs. I'm like, okay. So I started commuting to Nashville. It was every few months, and I never wrote with other people. I always got the songs downloaded, just like a gift, a full song. But I started co-writing with some folks out in Nashville, all kinds of different fun people. Had a few successes. Had a few number ones songs and inspirational music be a light to the world <laughs> different be uh, did i matter different you know different mm -hmm. cool songs but i had a ceiling even in that space right here i am number one artist singer songwriter but you know what it wasn't enough it's not about me that it's just that's just not enough for me to be did you did you find yourself to did it start to seduce you again the uh, the ego part or did you have i that was under i had the lesson enough that i was i i avoided a lot of the pitfalls but but i was listening and taking time to listen to the spirit 
more than I was. But then I hit a ceiling inside of myself that was sort of now it was becoming monotonous, meaning I had it already. I knew how to play the game, you could say. And it, and it was too much about me. I didn't want it to be, oh, look how cute and look how wonderful I am. That's mm-hmm. the tricky part. So how could I take all these gifts and package them? Well, now, as this was happening and I was going back from Nashville, and I'm just being, I think I was almost turning 65, <laughs> okay? okay? I get an invite to be on a record label. Right at the time when you think your life is kind of over or you're going into the fourth, third quarter. That's third because you yeah. got to live to 120. Right. <laughs> right? Exactly. But that's third yep. quarter. Like, oh, your music is never going to happen. You know, all the negative self-talk is never going to happen. You failed or whatever. And then out of the blue, I got asked to be on a record label. So that was about a year before the pandemic and then went out and did some shows on Broadway. And it was so so fulfilling and so sweet. I'm still on the label, but yeah. the music industry has shifted like live events. I'm a national speaker. I used to go out every month and speak to corporations and groups and all kinds of different things, but that's different now too. I'm doing a lot of webinars and fun podcasts like you, yeah. but it's different. So the music now, right now I am still co-writing with people and, and, um, and I'm about to integrate my songs inside of my podcast where I'm going to make it, you know, really fun. The conversation about money should be fun. You're spending your whole life working for it because money right. is an energy. When you learn how to handle the energy, you can ch- shift where you're at. It isn't, I have to work this many hours to get this much money. There's actually energetic shifts. You know, and I have programs called Shift Your Life Group Coaching and different programs that are shifting your mindset. You know, it's funny, Hirsch, because like about year 25, when I was writing my book (laughs) and uh, my business partner shows up and who created another business called Legacy Shifters. And she was born in the, you know, the inner city. And we're talking about money. And I was really born in the, you know, the wealthy 1%. That's where I was blessed to be. And so we're talking and we're, and she's like, there's more me than there is a you and, and our, both of our hearts are to help people. So we've created a conversation so that we can, like you, you're so good at being able to have the language to reach out. So people will stop and listen because that's how you're not going to, you're not going to learn it. If you just keep staying in the hustle, you got to take time out and listen yeah. and learn. So that's, that was, that's the shift. And I'm, you know, I write music. I'm still writing music. I even write music for people's events. I wrote a number one song for Brendan Bouchard. <laughs> Did I matter? <laughs> oh, wow. Right. Well, well, it's, it's, it's delightful in the sense that, you know, I feel a, a deep connection to music. I just, this morning, it's so, it's funny. I did, this is, and I don't, write music i talked about this with one of my other guests who's a who's a a musician and a comedian and i love musical comedy but i i don't but you know you get a tune in your head and it's it's not exactly songwriting it's more like maybe producing but uh, the lyrics always come to me that's great but but it's i started this morning writing this you know i was uh, we, we talked about this 
calling what I do message therapy, right? Kind right. of helping people work through their messaging problems. Right. And I started writing lyrics to a song called Message Therapy. And I was like, yeah, when I do a talk or something like that, we'll have somebody, maybe my friend, maybe she'll help me with the music and record the song and she could vote, do the vocals and stuff. But it's like, I feel like, yeah, it kind of needs this fun part of my personality. I don't right. want to get rid of that and become a moderator, speaker, right? you know, speaker, trainer. I want, <laughs> yeah, I don't want, I, I'm, I'm, you know, if I do help people, if I, if we call it coaching or whatever we call it, doesn't matter. The point is I wanted to have the same fun and joy and looseness that when I do stand up or when I go do, right. uh, 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 sing a little bit like in a, in a, in a, in a cabaret show or whatever, that it just has that same feel. Yes. Cause, cause you would think, well, financial planning and music don't have anything in common, you but know? They, yeah. But they but really they do. do. They do. Right. But they do. They do. Right. Um, so what, yeah, what were you going to say? So, uh, well, I was just going to say, we need to write, we need to do a co-write, but you could literally say, well, I got these lyrics and I like the style of music, right? He could do, yeah. you know, but what, what I was about to do, but people got too busy and I won't mention their names, uh, people that write books or taking each segment of your show and you have a little, sh uh, you know, song that intros into that part of the, you know, uh -huh. part of the show. Because the music connects so much better than, you know, people reading. I mean, because it, it just goes right to the heart. You can connect yeah. people a lot faster than blah, 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 right? Or reading. Yeah. It just does it. So Music is have, a shortcut. Right. It's a shortcut. It is a shortcut. Yeah. It is a shortcut. The more I talk to people like you, the more encouraged I am about the the good side of human nature and yes. the the opportunity that we have to pull ourselves up as human beings and just try to, you know, just try to be kind and be, it could be tiny. It could be somebody cuts you off in traffic and instead of giving them the finger, you kind of let them, right. you kind of let them go. You know, it's right. just that little bit of grace that we muster not because we're so magnanimous, but because we've tried everything else. Yeah, you know, right. it's like it's true. It's like that would be that would be like a like I could see a cartoon where you have you have Putin Putin you know <laughs> Putin shows up uh, you know on on someone's doorstep with 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 flowers. <laughs> and they say like WTF or whatever. And he's right. like, well, I've tried everything else. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> you know, right. It's right. like, so we, yeah. so as, as a species, yeah. we've tried everything else. We, right. we, we, we can, we, we have this little bit of, uh, you know, juice left in us. Let's yeah. use it for, let's use it for good. Amen. And I, exactly. And, right. and I think the fact that, that you're doing this show, hopefully on a, even wider scale, more people will hear it, more people will benefit from it. And it seems that's really, really your dream, isn't it? To to just bring this to as many people as want to avail you themselves. Right. You're, how, how did you know that? Because I got, you know, it was just this thing 
it's about reaching millions of people. And because I, I have this vision and I don't want to see it, but I see millions of these little sheepies about to go off a cliff. And it's not their fault. They're just stuck in the, in the system of things. And they're, they weren't blessed that, you know, that I could take time out of my life to go find myself, right? <laughs> to find yeah. God and, you know, find what I, cause to me, when I was a little kid before I even could think, it was like, you go to school, you get married and you have kids and you die. And that really bothered me. It was like, there's gotta yeah. be more than death. And so that's what made me want. And now, because, you know, in the change of, in the middle of your life, you know, when I got in my middle of my life, I decided, you know what? Now's the time to take and package everything that I have and give back and why not have it fun why not use the music inside your comedy and introduce you each segment and you know have a cool little you know use your gifts and because it we're the ones that gonna you know we're the coming of christ you could say you know the conscious <laughs> which is a consciousness yep. of being yep. kind and loving you we're, don't wait for somebody else to do it for you we got to do it and and yeah. just to us coming together like i'm always looking at what can i do to to help him and you know give ideas or share whatever i got i'm always looking and it makes me feel useful right i have yeah. a purpose that's because that's what you go with you don't go with it you know you even though i wrote a book or i got money it would be do that just doesn't do it but hey i got a heart connection with hirsch i like him you know yeah. and, and we could help other people that is so fulfilling to me. <laughs> yeah. And it's exciting. It's exciting. I mean, we will do this. I I, I do envision us collaborating somehow yes. on something musical, something fun. I mean, is your what is what is your favorite style of music? Well, you know, I don't write, honestly, country is not and we kind of go to Nashville. That's not what yeah. my that style of the music. But I write kind of eclectic, folky pop. Uh, smooth jazz. I do a lot of kind of vocals because cool. I choir was a cappella, so I used to get a lot of the songs just a cappella, and and it's not normal style. When I've had it transposed into music, you know, in tracks, they transpose it into their style, but it's not even really my style. So, but it's so I I do a lot of different styles, and then I have other artists that I work with too. Where say maybe I'm not the perfect you know, rock and roll, maybe you want a hard rock and roll intro or something. Mm -hmm. Then I got, you know, so-and-so that's got a studio that, hey, you know, and you throw him in on the co-write, you know, you give him a third and then he's yeah. got a vest, you know, and he write, helps do the tracks. Yeah. You just kind of do the whole thing together. It's really fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. send me, share some, share some, uh, some music with me. Okay. You and, go to chrismellermusic.com. Okay. That's my music site. And, you know, I have a little Facebook. I'm not really on Facebook that much anymore. I don't like them, but, <laughs> but, but yeah. you can find me there. And, um, and that's the music site. And oh, if you want to talk to me, right? You could go to meetwithchrismiller.com, Chris with a K, Miller. Right. Um, and then I have two websites, Healthy Money, Happy Life. That's the money thing. And then Legacy right. Shifters is the mindset and the money thing. But, awesome yeah so much so well, much we'll include get. yeah we'll include all this in the in the show no, notes all right and um thank you so much chris for coming i'm so oh. glad we did this you too. it's always fun talking with you but this was a nice special 
yes. way to go a little deeper and also share a yes. lot with uh with an audience that's uh that's thankfully growing and uh and yes. we're getting you know more listeners and i and yes. i uh i'm excited about that too so thank you so much thank i'll you. see you really really soon look forward to it appreciate it thanks so much for tuning into truth tastes funny if you enjoyed the experience, please leave a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends.